Chardonnay unless they're like rich and white and go by the name Babs, basically. Chardonnay tastes like gasoline. It does. It might have just been that one bottle of Chardonnay that I drank one time. No, no. It tastes like gasoline. <laughs> what is the wine I will not in the Sideways then. that Paul Giamatti won't drink? I don't know. I never watched it. That makes sense. I think I watched it once and they were all such terrible people that I never went That's back. That's part of the fun. Yeah. Everyone in Sideways sucks. So hard. That's a fun place to come. Actually, I am going to come in on you admitting that you bought Wayne Gretzky wine, but... Uh, <laughs> welcome to Monster Pod, the wine review podcast. <laughs> Listen, anybody who knows me who listens to this will know that I drink that wine, so it's fine. I like Yellowtail Riesling. I'm Emily. <laughs> Your, uh, keeper of Monsters. Keeper of vintage wines. Keeper of the secret that I don't actually like wine that much. <laughs> Can we do a hard seltzer toast at the wedding instead of champagne? <laughs> yes, I hate champagne. Bring it on. We can get that I green apple champagne. seltzer. This is new and interesting information about you, Travis. That's because you used to play that fucked up game. Oh, yeah. That could be my introduction. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Travis. I play Buddy Norman, your friendly neighborhood Bigfoot. And I used to play a game called Old Hermit, which is a game <laughs> where everybody at a party has a bottle of champagne to themselves, and you have to go hide in a room, like a closet or the bathroom or a bedroom, wherever. You just have to be alone, and you cannot leave that room until you finish your bottle of champagne. And then when now you finish Travis it... Travis a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I used to chug a bottle of champagne before going out you to bars. You chugged a bottle a, of Cooks. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not real champagne. But it's what I could afford. <laughs> champagne with a K. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but Old Hermit, it's a fun game. You should play it. Eh. But also, only play it back when you are 21 years old. If you do it now, you will So, die. go back in time to yes. being 21. Yes. Yes. That is also the age when I would pregame with a bottle of wine before going out with a, to the bars, so I, I get it. Um, <laughs> um, I'm Sarah, by the way. <laughs> I play Thomason. She's the spooky, and I love a good Malbec. Uh, oh, I love Malbec. You should probably also tell the people about the uh, fruit punch drink that you used to make, because it's haunted Ooh. me. Playgrounds? They're, yep. We we'd get those little they came they were little plastic like jugs and you had a foil paper top and you'd like pop one of those open, you'd take a swig, and then you'd fill the rest with vodka. I don't know how you're alive. We call them playgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> one time at a party I um did vodka shots with five hour energy chasers, so I should be dead. Um Sadie. <laughs> I don't know how any of us have survived. <laughs> Uh, hi, my name is Sadie. I play Jimmy, and this past April, I drank two bottles of that fourteen dollar and ninety five cent wine in one sitting. So that Canadian fourteen ninety five, the Wayne Gretzky. Yep, yes, it's Canadian. Why would I <laughs> spend? It comes out to American like three twenty five or something. No, probably like ten something. Well done. <laughs> so you said fourteen ninety five. Yep. She's gonna do the actual conversion. <laughs> oh yeah, she's got her typey thing out. Uh, it's about twelve oh seven in American dollars. There you go. Okay, that's reasonable. Yeah, I drank two of those in one sitting, and then spent the next day dying because I'm old. <laughs> Not to bring this up, but didn't you have an edible cookie uh, once, and then eat another edible cookie because you wanted a cookie? Listen, it's been a hard year. Okay, <laughs> just checking. 
They're really good cookies, okay? <laughs> they taste like little chips, hoy, and I was already too high and forgot that I had had the first one. All right. So when we last left you guys, um, you had performed, I'm using the word heist very loosely. It was a good heist. We had a plan. It was executed. Just because it was a bad heist doesn't mean it wasn't a heist. It was... If Michael Pena were to give the rundown of this heist... He would have a hell of a time. He would enjoy the fuck out of his entire life. So, when we last left you, Buddy had Ace Ventura'd himself into a distraction. Yeah. Uh, Thomason used her magic to steal a necklace off a rich lady, and Jimmy was there. Yep. Hey, Jimmy got the right? He did his part. <laughs> Jimmy got a job. <laughs> Jimmy got his first job ever. And then promptly stole something from his employers. <laughs> Hell yeah, stick it to capitalism. I mean, you gotta steal from at least one job. I mean, look who taught him about jobs. Like, really? <laughs> They're shady yeah. fucking people. I mean, Thomason's mostly been self-employed. Yeah. Not paying taxes. And scamming people mm-hmm. out of their money. I wouldn't call it a scam. Like, they... She... It's a scam. I don't know why I'm defending her. I don't know why you're defending her either. Neither am I. <laughs> Buddy is the only one who's had a real job before. I think so. Which Probably. Is hilarious. Just out of curiosity, did Buddy have, like, a summer job as a teenager? And if so, what was it? Uh, probably. <laughs> It is too early for me to come up with that deep of a backstory. Also, have you ever come up with a backstory for Buddy? (laughs) No! I didn't even come up with the name! It's it's really it's really giving like the the movie trio like having to write a paper for Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Travis really is the Ron here. (laughs) I would make uh Sarah the uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. 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 That tracks. I got a medium length bio and then Sadie, like. I wrote a fucking case file. I a novel. <laughs> it had chapters. It did not have chapters. <laughs> <laughs> it fits on one PDF page. Most things fit on one PDF. <laughs> it's not like Titanic where it's like to be continued in the second file. To be fair, I had a lot of this from before um so yeah you guys got this necklace that you need to perform a ritual with the help of a young man who owns a quote-unquote tea shop oh yeah actually i don't think i heavily implied that he does black market potion sales but you know i mean we were meeting him in a back room to talk about some shady you know spell work so i assumed yeah it checks out um so yeah that's where we are you guys have just left the party somehow didn't get caught because we're good at our jobs. Well, Buddy was literally talking out of his ass at the end of it, so. <laughs> I assume we go back. Um, okay, so you get back to Harry's, and um, you show him the necklace, and he's very excited to see it. It's been a while since he's, he's had it, and I don't think he had a lot of faith in you guys. No offense. I um, feel like this is going to end up that he didn't actually need the necklace, but it's going to be like a rocket situation where he just needed his necklace back. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Man, if I had thought of that... Uh... <laughs> Here's your necklace and this guy's leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Harry hands Jimmy the necklace and says, I'll need you to wear this and nothing else. I'm going to paint you like one of my French girls. No, this one's a joke. I'm kidding. This one's I'm actually. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have to be, though? Because that would be really good. It's not happening. <laughs> 
Jimmy learns for the fans about himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do that kind of romance, but it's gonna be on a Nandor Guillermo level where you're like, I don't think this is gonna work, but I want to see it happen. Uh, no, so he takes the necklace. He's like, I, I didn't think you guys were gonna come back. Um, that sounded rude. I'm sorry. Uh, we're perfectly competent. Thank you. I've I've tried to get this back so many times. Granted, I've just pretty much asked her, and she pretended like she didn't know what I was talking about. So that's fair. Uh, yeah. See, the trick is you have to steal it. You have to do a heist. <laughs> Very sophisticated heist. Yeah. How did you guys get it? We the did a sophisticated of heist. God. I <laughs> I tip my second hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> you guys head to the back room where there's the the plant. Clarence still hanging out. Still looks like the soil's breathing. It's very weird. It doesn't actually play into the plot at all. I was just very stoned when I made these notes. Um, this explains a lot about the whole arc. Yep. <laughs> That's usually how I write these notes. It's how I come up with stuff. <laughs> kind of like Stephen King with cocaine in that way, except way less productive. <laughs> Good God, I know I wrote it. You like oh God. you remember writing it, right? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> As I already mentioned, she was stoned. Yeah, that's the problem. Okay, I think I can make this up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Just I- in case anybody is wondering, there is definitely not a look of panic on her face. <laughs> no, right of now. course not. <laughs> No, I'm sure she's very calm. calm. I could have sworn that I fucking wrote it down. <laughs> what is it that you're, like, are you missing, like, all of the notes? No, not all of the notes. Just specifically the stuff I needed for the spell. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could have done that in character as Harry and just made it <laughs> buck wild. But... <laughs> oh, fuck, I forgot to write this one down. Oh, God. I know I came up with oh, the God. spell. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> We're just gonna wing it. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember vaguely what you were going for? I I can I know what the end result is supposed to be. Do we need an eye of Newt? Okay, so Harry takes the necklace and uh he tells you guys to to sit down. Alora is also there. I guess I should have mentioned that. Um he tells you guys to sit down around the table and hold hands. And um he goes over to whatever kind of sink they would have back then. I don't know if indoor plumbing was necessarily not important. This is a fantasy world that you made up in your own brain. That's yeah. true. Uh, Tell us if there's indoor plumbing or not. <laughs> Just to be historically accurate, I guess. There's vampires, Emily. There's. It's true. It's, it's run by vampires. It's not historically accurate anymore. Okay, well, in this world... And tiny- somebody already had, like, a supercar. <laughs> All right. In this, in this world... Um, <laughs> Indoor plumbing is actually a series of tiny mice who bring buckets of water from the outside. (laughs) (laughs) It takes a long time to have a shower. I just love that you went from is there indoor plumbing to the most intricate possible version of indoor plumbing you could think of. It's and a- for this version, there would have to be, like, pipes set up everywhere so the mice can actually run through and not, like, interfere with and your business. And how would they business. train so- the mice? to do this they pay them in cheese yeah uh, of course i do love that it isn't just like they've they've managed to get indoor plumbing they figured it out maybe a little earlier no it's <laughs> it's some disney bullshit <laughs> it's actually the early 1900s so there is indoor plumbing 
This is a fucking disaster, and I love it. (laughs) So he goes and he gets a bowl of water, and he sets it down in the middle of the table. Gonna need 42 mice of water for this one. (laughs) I did picture all of the mice as, like, the mice from Coraline, so they're wearing little hats and jackets. (laughs) They all have little steampunk outfits on. Yeah. Do they they clock in and out? Like, is there a a, a shift? Tiny punch cards, yeah, yeah. A tiny whistle and everything, it's a... It's actually a whole other story. There's certain points during the day where the the water doesn't come as quickly because it's shift change. Union break. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he sets the bowl of water down in the middle of of the table and he pulls some leaves off of Clarence and apologizes as he does so and he kind of crushes them up in his hand. Um, He pulls some random vials off of the shelves and dumps stuff into the bowl and kind of mixes it around with his hand. And uh, then he takes the necklace and dips it into the water. And um, says, okay, everybody focus. Especially any one of you that has magic. So, Oh, damn it. I was going to fill this one in. <laughs> um, just focus on f- the money. Focus on finding just what you want. And be specific that is the thing this- Thomason is very good at focusing on. Mm-hmm. Well, when he says that, Buddy pulls out a sandwich and a joint and is just sitting there weighing the two between his hands. And it's specifically <laughs> that you want the money. It's Pirates of the Caribbean rules. <laughs> Stardust rules. <laughs> Say, think of home. Stardust rules. <laughs> a more time-appropriate reference. <laughs> um, so, as you guys are sitting there quietly thinking... And projecting your magic towards this bowl of water with a necklace and some leaves in it, I guess. <laughs> this bowl of mouse water. <laughs> no, I've done it. Uh, this whole episode was based off a concept that you guys threw out there as a joke and then you didn't remember. So, really? <laughs> what? Oh, I'll get to it after oh. the spell. Um, so as you're sitting here, the bowl begins to glow with um, various colors of magic. And on the surface of the water, seemingly projected from the stone in the necklace, there is the face of a red-headed woman in a bowler hat, and then it shifts to the outside of a run-down manor house, and then it shifts to a street sign that says Pine. And then the image fades, and the magic stops glowing, and then you're left with just a bowl of leaf water with a necklace in it. And that'll be $12 for the tea. <clears throat> um, and then to uh, clarify the joke, uh, it was uh, the Christmas Witch episode, I believe, which we were recording around Halloween. I said there was a bucket of Halloween treats on the table in the conference room, including candy bars, vampire teeth. And then I said, not real ones. And then you guys went off on Vampire Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> Okay, well now remember that Boy, we're funny. Now remember the like mice plumbing system because this will come up again, I'm sure. You guys are gonna be <laughs> tiny in season four. I'm gonna go get a drink, but think about what you want to do next. Okay, so you guys oh, left. Yeah, we, we solved the mystery. We solved everything. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're ready to go home now. Yeah. <sighs> it's the lady from gonna... Doctor Sleep and she lives in a house on Pine Street. Yep. The end. I- I did say a bowler hat and a redheaded lady, so no on all of those counts. <laughs> Except a redheaded Street. lady. 
Rebecca Ferguson is not redheaded in that movie. She isn't? I haven't seen that movie. I just assume Re- Rebecca Ferguson <laughs> is redheaded and everything. It's a lady with a hat. Close enough. <laughs> Her name is Rose, but she's not. No, she's a brunette. And she wears a top hat. You know what? I got really close. So bite me. <laughs> I could tell you who the person looks like, but that's just dream casting. I mean, now I'm picturing you Rebecca have to Ferguson. Now. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm picturing. Well, I guess it's Rebecca Ferguson now, but it was Karen Gillan when I did it. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's definitely a redhead, but I don't think she's ever seen her wearing a bowler hat. So that's really the problem. I have. <laughs> we did some photo shoots. Um, anyway, so <laughs> that makes it sound weird. <laughs> yeah, because that's what okay. makes this sound weird. So you guys have this information now. And I mean, obviously, there's a Pine Street in pretty much every fucking city. So. Oh, do you have to do something with this information? (laughs) Well, I mean, she... (laughs) (laughs) No, she just tells us this for fun, and then we we end the episode. (laughs) That's how it always works. So I am assuming there is a Pine Street somewhere in the greater fantasy Chicago area. (laughs) (laughs) Greater fantasy Chicago area. (laughs) Yes, there is a Pine Street. It's about three... Trolley steps. Alora is talking. God, I need character voices. Um, <laughs> I mean, why start now? Hard reset. Okay. Uh, Alora nods at the concept of there being a Pine Street and uh, says it's about two uh, trolley stops up from here. It's not a great part of town, but I mean, it exists and it makes sense. I mean, that's- is it a better part of town than the Vampire Fight Club? I mean, that's more like the warehouse meatpacking district, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> Meat punching district? Yeah. Meatpacking district would be a whole different kind of club. Uh, this is more of, <laughs> you know, it used to be a nice neighborhood, and then it kind of it just broke down. Like reverse gentrification, I guess, but in a bad way. It's the reverse gentrification in a bad way. Like, I know that, like, gentrification is bad, but, like... <laughs> Reverse gentrification. It's it's when like a neighborhood gets worse. I know, but that like it wouldn't be in it would always be in a bad way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Continue with your story. It's it's very good. There's no artisanal cheese shop there anymore. (laughs) Where are the mice going to get their cheese after a long day of work? Yeah, I guess in that time period, like all cheese shops are artisanal. Pretty much. Anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know who that woman is, but I guess I know where she is. Let's go. Uh, or is like, I don't, uh, yeah, that seems a little dangerous. Maybe more or less dangerous than Vampire Fight Club. I mean, I don't really have to participate in that part. I'm sorry. We are trying to help you. I think (laughs) Alora's good back here. (laughs) We're going to get ourselves killed for this. She is related to Thomason, so. I mean, fair. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't it Thomason who slept through us being attacked by elves? Or fairies or something? Yeah. It was. So yeah, checks out. (laughs) I mean, I guess I can come. I just don't know what I would contribute to the Uh, team. You can tell us when to get off the trolley. And also, um, you have magic. I mean, so do you. Yeah, but twice magic would be better. Twice magic? Yes, that's the grammatical way of saying it. Uh, I guess. Sure. Everyone say thank you to Harry, I guess. Thanks, Harry. Thanks, Harry. Um, yeah, so you guys say goodbye to Harry and his tea shop and his bowl of leaf water. 
and his tiny mice. Man, he sounds great. <laughs> Why isn't the show about him? Yeah, it does need to kind of just be about him. That's okay. We'll kill everybody off, and we'll next time we'll start new with Harry and his botanist friends. <laughs> I mean, I was just going to I get do- to play the plant. <laughs> no, J.B. Smoove is going to play the plant. Oh, thank you. That's uh, a good get. No, I'm just going to do a spinoff that's him and Lil Hicks and the plant. <laughs> yeah, you guys head out to the trolley. Take it down two steps. Two steps. Two stops. What is happening? No, it's one of those trolleys that goes downstairs. <laughs> um, What's the word for it? I've oh, that actually on. is a thing. Like, they have them in uh, Chile, right? What? Uh, well, like, they... Whatever. You're thinking of the old people thing that they put on the stairs. No. Right? Oh. <clears throat> this is going nowhere. Um, So you get off in a... No. <laughs> I'm going to say, Googling downhill trolley has not helped me, so let's just move on. <laughs> this is a very different kind of trolley problem that we don't have time for. Also sounds like a very failed punk band name. Downhill trolley? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the band that buddy was in in college (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was folk punk (laughs) nobody liked it (laughs) he was the tambourine player yeah like veronica and the archies (laughs) he had his little short shorts yeah (laughs) um all right so you guys get off the trolley (laughs) i'm never gonna get you guys off this fucking trolley (laughs) no (laughs) it's a funicular this is the episode of we find out that we all have adhd (laughs) i didn't really have any doubts about that going into it (sighs) so the neighborhood isn't great like it looks like you might get stabbed if you go down the wrong alley does it look like it's been reverse gentrified yes (laughs) just burnt out uh william sonomas and tea shops (laughs) There's what look like, looks like it used to be a wet seal. <laughs> the store. <dried> out? <laughs> I forgot. Travis was never a teenage girl. Um, no, I wasn't. <laughs> wet seal is like zoomies for trash. <laughs> okay. Wet seal was where the slutty girls in your grade would shop. Exactly. <laughs> we didn't have wet seal, but I would read about it in magazines. <laughs> <laughs> It's where you've got sweatpants that say, uh, like, cute on the ass, but, like, three of the rhinestones have fallen off. Oh, like Arden. Sure. Okay. I'm sure there was a Canadian equivalent, yes. Close time for the really old people in the audience. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's not great, um, but Alora's like, okay, it's gonna be in this area. I, I didn't catch a number on the house, um, but... Uh, everyone roll me investigate a mystery. I got a ten. Buddy. Buddy got a four. I got a nine. Buddy gets lost and falls down a hill. (laughs) (laughs) Princess bride style. Um, okay, so Thomason, you are the first to spot it. It's about halfway down the block. You recognize... Like the mailbox out front, because it's a very distinctive mailbox, I guess. John Deere tractor? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's a tractor mailbox. <laughs> no, specifically a John Deere tractor. John Deere mailbox. tractor mailbox. <laughs> and Jimmy, you notice it immediately after because Thomason points it out, I guess. <laughs> and Buddy, you 
just have your thumb up your ass wandering around like, huh. <laughs> Houses. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, just smoking a big old J. Uh, so now that you know where the house is, what 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 do you do? Um, well, I'll Buddy see. doesn't know where the house is, so he's still just smoking a big old J. We should probably have a plan that isn't just go into the house, huh? Probably. <sighs> now, do we think that this is like where the vampire lives, or? I mean, it's where the money is, so. I'm just like, do we need to prepare for vampires or just like a regular ass kicking? You know what I mean? Probably vampires. I feel like we're not going to luck out in that we just won't have to fight a vampire. I mean, fair. Um, There's a is- vampire you have to fight behind every door in this mystery, so. <laughs> um, is there like a back entrance? Or like a, or like a broken window somewhere? Yeah. Can we scope out the house? Do you kind of okay. like a uh, Everybody roll... Investigate a mystery. Actually, read a bad situation. Well, yeah, read a bad situation yeah, is read, more read designed a bad situation. for this the same thing, though. Well, yeah. I was gonna say either way, I got a six. <laughs> I rolled the same on the dice, and my re—it's the same. I rolled another four. I rolled another nine, but, but in a different way. <laughs> I I looked at a building so bad that I leveled up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should make you take one harm just for being stupid. <laughs> Okay, so Jimmy is the only one who gets to ask a question, a single question. Hmm. Say, there's a question that's just like, what's the best way in, right? No, there isn't. Oh, read a bad situation. Yes, there is. Yeah, what's the best way in? Uh, So you walk around the house. Well, it's it's less of a house and more because it's an urban residential area. So it's more like a brownstone situation. Mm -hmm. Um, So you walk down an alley next to the house and you come around the back and you see that there's a, a... peeling door on the on the back it looks like it's in pretty splintery shape so like pretty good like kick uh from a large person would probably break it in but it won't be quiet mm-hmm. okay but that's quiet kind of- would be better yeah probably um it's more fun to be loud but but quiet would plus be it's a door and you guys don't have a good track record with those <laughs> not typically no is there like a lock or anything on the door yeah is the door open <laughs> I guess Can we different. try the handle? Yeah. Uh, Let's just try the handle. Just for once in our sweet fucking lives. <laughs> just give it a little jiggle. <laughs> it doesn't open. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, would I be able to manipulate the lock using magic? You can sure as hell try. I'm going to do that. Uh, <laughs> five. So, never mind. <laughs> yeah, you don't do anything. Like, the lock just kind of goes, and then... Nothing. That was the jiggling sound. I can't do metallic sounds. Buddy can try a sandwich on it. Somehow I feel like that won't do much. Roll for sandwich? Probably not. (laughs) All right. Well, quiet does not appear to be an option. I mean, just because she can't do it with magic doesn't mean that the lock is unpickable. Buddy pulls out his multi-tool and just kind of jams it in there and see what happens. Uh, Buddy, roll act under pressure. Maybe use different dice. Oh, I did. And these dice are pretty good to me. I got an 11. Okay. So, buddy, you put your multi-tool, one of the fixtures, into the, the keyhole, and you just kind of, like, palm it in, and it just clicks, and the door swings open. Beautiful. Cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so you guys are, are in. Oh, yeah, we did it. Everything you do from this point that's uh, moving um, is going to require an act under pressure roll. Ooh. Okay. Do we hear anything when we open the door? Like, movement inside the house? Um, 
Uh, everybody roll investigate a mystery, which I'm using basically as a perception check for the situation. Uh, I got a nine. I got a seven. I got a ten. Buddy gets two questions. Everyone else gets one question. Buddy, do you want to do yours first? Cause... I mean, I guess we're trying to figure out what, I guess, what is being concealed here. Okay. That's what I was going to recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys are in the the kitchen of this house, and it's it's pretty run down. Um, wallpapers peeling, floorboards squeak, and um, you know that the floorboards squeak because above you, you hear floorboards squeak <laughs> as uh, someone walks around, um, and you can kind of hear voices talking, not anything specific because it's kind of out of your earshot, but there are definitely beings in the house. Do I see any piles of a thousand dollars lying around? <laughs> no. <laughs> can we do like a what sort of creature is it to tell if it's vampires or humans? I don't think you can tell that from. I don't know. Sounds. It's your weird fantasy Chicago. Fantasy Chicago, like the Broadway musical, would be very interesting. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Are you writing it? <laughs> That's how Chicago starts. It is. She's not wrong. It's like Chicago meets uh, Wicked. No. Chicago meets the um, musical that um, Jason Wants-His-Face writes in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. (laughs) Or the Jack the Ripper musical from that episode of Psych. Or, you know, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Oh, well. (laughs) Anyways. Hello, I'm a Um, theater major. (laughs) <laughs> very weird if Sweeney Todd was a vampire. Well, no, it wouldn't, but really. thematically, whatever. It would make more sense. And then you just have dark shadows. Um, You can't tell if it's a vampire, but you can't tell if it's a vampire. I'm sorry. Like, that's... <laughs> I had to ask the question. But fair enough. Not like there's fang marks in the dust on stuff that you can tell, like... Do we check the fridge? Is there blood in the fridge? <laughs> There's or loose corpses on the ground with bite marks in their neck. Has someone put down like newspaper? <laughs> I was gonna ask what kind of vampires you think live in this house, but I know exactly what kind of vampires you think live in this house. <laughs> she has recently watched what do in the shed. <laughs> it's not like it's one of my favorite shows or anything. Like, no, Nadia is not there. Um, <laughs> Uh, the ice box, please, um, is empty of everything, including ice. So you don't get the impression that this kitchen is used very often, if at all. Mm. Are there any loose canes of Pascadia like around? No, there's no... <laughs> <laughs> that a vampire's trying to convince me that it's actually worms when I eat it? Is that a Lost Boys reference? No, no that's the what we do in the shadows, the movie. When he has the humans over to the house and he pour- just, like, dumps out a can of spaghetti, not even cooked, onto spaghetti. a plate. Spaghetti. And then goes, are you enjoying your paschetti? Man, I need to watch that again. It's been a while. Are you sure? It doesn't. You're not enjoying a plate of worms? Ooh. No, I was thinking about the scene, <laughs> in the, La- the scene in The Lost Boys where Kiefer Sutherland convinces that dude that he's eating Chinese food, but it's... But it's worms. Yeah, that's part okay, of the joke because yeah. uh, Deacon got that idea from The Lost Boys. Yeah, the whole... <laughs> It's deeply meta. <laughs> Emily, clearly, okay. you have some homework for this afternoon. Anyway. That's what you have to watch tonight. The kitchen doesn't look like it gets used very often, if at all. So that's what you're you're getting from, like, maybe a vampire lives here, because it doesn't look like people have been using that to eat or make food. 
Fair. Okay. Um, there aren't even any mice. And bear with me here. <laughs> Where did it go? Specifically, the vampire that stole the money. <laughs> As, is there any sign of him in the house? This is a deeply chaotic episode. <laughs> throw you off a building. I... <laughs> Look, we have a limited set of questions. We have to figure out how to make them relevant. Yeah, and I still have another one. I don't even know what I'm going to ask. <laughs> All right. So, Thomason, you can hear, not upstairs, but in a room on the first floor outside the kitchen, you can hear someone walking around. And fanning a big wad of cash? Um, can I sneak around to go look? Sneak Act under pressure, please. <laughs> this is going to go bad. Uh, no, it's a seven. So it's it went. <laughs> it's moderate. You can do that, but if you look out into the hallway, there's a very good chance that whatever it is will see you. I mean, something's got to happen. Go for it. <laughs> uh, before we jump out there, I would like to use my last question mm. and ask, what can hurt it? It's a vampire. I have to Silver. throw a vampire at it? <laughs> Jimmy, get your man. <laughs> okay, he's very clearly your man. So says the ring on your finger. <laughs> Jimmy's the expert. I do I do assume it's the general, you know, wooden stake to the heart. Are they, like, silver adverse? Uh, Jimmy... Sunlight. Jimmy knows that wooden stake, sunlight, um, holy objects will do the trick. Silver doesn't really do anything. Um, garlic is... Who knows where that came from? Buddy reaches into his fanny pack of holding and pulls the, uh, like, big toothpicks out of his sandwich that was holding it together. All right. <laughs> That's the closest that he's got to wooden steaks. Anybody got any holy water on hand? I mean, one of you should just start carrying it in a flask. <laughs> Probably. I would be surprised if I'm Jimmy a... wasn't at this point can in his I... life. I... I was gonna say, can we just assume that, like, we have some basic monster hunting materials on us at all times? It is our yeah. job. Uh, all of you have a crucifix necklace that you can choose to wear or not wear. Um, Jimmy, you packed for this trip, so. <laughs> so I probably have some form of holy water and or steaks. Um, we'll say you get one of those things, though. So. Well, we have steaks because we have giant toothpicks. Well. Holy water is probably going to be more helpful right now. Okay. So, yeah, Thomas, and you sneak to the, the kitchen door um, to kind of peek your head out. And as you do so, you see something flash in front of you, uh, something black, uh, but it goes by very quickly and you can't really tell what it is. And then, buddy, uh, you feel a hand on your shoulder um, kind of wheeling you around. So roll act under pressure. <laughs> I rolled snake eyes. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Uh, and with my act under pressure, that becomes a five. Okay. So, buddy... Uh, you feel this hand on your shoulder, and you are flung into the wall of the kitchen by just just this one hand um, that you see belongs to a woman in a bowler hat. Um, so take one harm, please. Actually, do you have armor? Yeah, I have my uh, pants, and I don't think I brought my skateboard with me, but that's another piece of armor. But I have uh, one armor. Okay, so yeah, you don't take harm, but... But yeah. I got my very good four-pocket cargo pants. Yeah, but you're incapacitated for a second just from being surprised. Okay. Um, and so this woman is going to advance on Jimmy. Um, what are you going to do about it? 
Uh, well, she just threw Buddy across the room, so I assume she is possibly probably a vampire since he's quite large. Um, yeah, there's a chance. Just a slight chance. I'm going to try and toss some of that holy water at her to distract her while I... Uh, that's going to be kick some ass, I think. I think so. I mean, that's an 11 before I add anything, so... Okay. 13. <laughs> yeah, what were you going to take from the extra effect or um, related? Can we do a... Everybody gets a plus one? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you managed to catch her off guard, and the holy water hits her skin, and it sizzles, uh, and that deals a little bit of harm to her. She's very upset, but she is um, stepping back from you because clearly you guys know what you're doing at least a little bit. Um, and she looks at you and says in a very scary voice, I imagine, uh, what are you doing here? Buddy is going to do something that he actually hasn't used but has been a power of his since he became Budfoot. And Buddy is going to uh, ask her to tell us where the money is using his uh, dark negotiator. Being able to manipulate minions and using his manipulate somebody ability. What? She's not a minion. Does it work on general monsters? Yeah. Okay. If it works on everybody but the big bad. Okay. If it's anybody below the big bad, I can manipulate them. Well, technically, this doesn't have a big bad, but okay. But I feel like Tony Shalhoub would be like the big bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I say Tony Shalhoub is probably the closest to fit that description. There is a big bad, but you guys aren't there yet. That's terrifying. Well, it wasn't a great roll, but it still works. It's been a long time since I've done uh, manipulate somebody. I rolled an eight. Uh, she will tell me where the money is, but only if we do something for her immediately. So it's a, a tit for tat sort of deal. Yeah. <laughs> Was that with your plus one that the you just got? Up with your shirt. <laughs> she. So, what do you say? I say, hey. We're just here for the money. Give us the money and we'll leave. Um, she does not like the idea of, of telling you that, obviously. <laughs> she is angry, but she doesn't openly attack you. Uh, almost like she can't due to certain Budfoot's charm. Yeah. It's literally part of my special powers, but I just have not used them yet. Uh, and she says, prove that you don't work for... Tony Shalhoub's name? <laughs> crab prove that you don't work for crab why would i work for a crustacean <laughs> we're not even from here lady okay we don't work for him why are you here then just literally just that's a great question we were on an evening drive and then somebody got robbed and now we're trying to find their look money. it's a very long story that starts with the demon and ends with us being here and all we're here for is the money. We just need the money, then we will disappear, and you will never hear from us again. Um, can you guys roll just a plus sharp for me, everybody? I got another thirteen. Four, so no. <laughs> got a nine. Uh, buddy and Jimmy, you notice that Alora isn't there. <laughs> God damn it. Well, nuts. But, Jimmy, you do know, since the, the back door was left open, that she's uh, standing outside, <laughs> pointedly refusing to come in. I mean, fair. There's vampires in here. Um, okay. So, th- this vampire glares at you. She says, how do you know about the money? Because we've got the girl that the money got stolen from. She's right out there. She just won't come in, because, you know, you're terrifying. Because you're, you're a spooky vampire. So, you don't work for Crab. God, no. Or Goyle. <laughs> he knew like 
<laughs> we don't work for him. In fact, I'm pretty sure he's going to kill us if we don't get this money. So very much not working for him. Um, we also don't like him. So if you would like to murder him, we'd be totally fine with that. I mean, not totally fine. No, not totally fine. Yeah. No, yeah, totally fine. Yeah, I got no problems with him dying. <laughs> for a minute, I had Sorry. the like human life, but he's not human, so I don't really care. No. You're great, though, just to, like, he stops and, like, puts his hand on Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't, like, hmm. I might be able to, to use you. To use us? Why don't you come in? To, to let us? I, I might need some outside assistance. Um, why don't you come with me? This town really works on just favors for favors. It really does. It very much is Chicago <laughs> in the, like, 1900s. <laughs> just give me a second before I ex- explain this and have Sarah and Travis up my ass for the rest of the mystery. Um, or Sadie. I meant Sadie. Sarah, maybe. I don't know. I was like, why wouldn't I be up here? What's happening? Uh, so she on? leads you through the, the kitchen door into like an entryway and then off to the side to a uh, kind of like a study. It's The whole house is very dusty. It looks like it hasn't been properly maintained. Um, like, it's still standing, but it could definitely use some work. And as you you follow this this vampire lady, um, you notice she's wearing a pinstripe waistcoat, and the, the outfit seems to generally emulate someone that you may have met before. And it would be cute if they weren't vampires' way. <laughs> would be cute if they weren't vampires. <laughs> Uh, so she leads you into the study and motions for you to, to sit down in a variety of um, chairs that deeply need dusted and reupholstered. Oh, I know what Karen Gillan wore this outfit in. Sorry, continue. Yes, one of my other favorite yes. films. <laughs> I'm good. Everything's fine. So she she sits sits you guys down. Well, I guess do you guys sit down? Like, how are you handling this situation? Probably still standing. I mean, if it gets us what we need. Thomas will sit down. Yeah, Jimmy's probably going to stay standing just Yeah, Buddy sits yeah. down. Buddy sits down and puts his feet up. So she uh, leans back on, on the desk in the, the study and looks at you and says, do you know who I am? And Alora is still outside, by the way. She's not coming in. Because, <laughs> again, related to Thomason. Jimmy, like, pokes his head around, like, so that she can see him. Would you get your ass in here? <laughs> Before you leave the kitchen? Yeah. Okay, I guess she shrugs and follows, but very close behind Buddy, the biggest of all of the of people. Um, so you guys are seated in there, and uh, she, uh, the vampire, leans against the desk and says, do you know who I am? We look no, at Laura. No, we're not from here. <laughs> do you know who she is? Uh, no. This is super helpful. <laughs> so as you guys all deny knowing her, she looks annoyed. She's like, wow, you really aren't from here. So I guess I didn't really want to do the whole backstory monologue, but I guess it's kind of... And you really don't know? Monologue. 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 <laughs> monologue. We're all chanting that in the actual office. <laughs> okay. It's really a wonder we haven't died. I just... <laughs> a few years ago, well, 10 to 20 years ago, uh, Murdoch Crab had an assistant. Someone who would do absolutely anything for him and then someone accused that assistant of fixing fights at the pit which thankfully she wasn't killed but she was banished 
from the syndicate. Are we talking about you? Very good. I just don't see why we're dancing around. I'm trying to be dramatic. (laughs) That assistant was Valentina Barclay, yours truly. The best name in the world. (laughs) You You might be biased. Maybe. And I think it's time that I had the opportunity to get revenge on the person who resulted in my banishment. And that's where you come in. If I kill this person, it will be an all-out war. And, I mean, we can't have that. We're barely hanging on as it is. Um, s- stealing money that was meant for Crab, so he doesn't have it, basically. It's not the best <laughs> best system, but it's what we got. Especially because it ends up Oh, that's where your money killed. is, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, in exchange for you killing Crab's brother, the person who fabricated me doing things wrong, um, I will give you your money back, and you can pay off Crab. Okay, but if we kill his brother, he's not going to like us. We just don't let him know that it was you. Yeah, we don't have a really Uh... great track record of being... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, us doing like a silent assassination is more of just a very large public execution? If you want a building set on fire... We're great at that. That's us. Fantastic. We can do that. Real good. I mean, I will say the last time we didn't kill a guy that someone wanted us to kill who was also technically a bad guy, he almost killed us. So. When did that happen? Ah, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Says the GM. We see the entirety of seasons one and two. (laughs) I'm just saying, I mean, maybe this will be easier for you to grasp if you imagine that I am Ben Kingsley. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and crab is morgan Freeman. oh man <laughs> two actors that we do have in this time period and universe <laughs> i was waiting to figure out where the like do this right so sadie and travis aren't up my ass would come in and now it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> now i understand um, so is this something you'd be interested in? Because otherwise, I'm going to have to kill you. You're not going to get your money. It's, I mean, you understand it's business. I mean, knowing how that movie ends, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have to do the Kansas City Shuffle for yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> are, like, are we smart enough to do the Kansas City Shuffle? I can look left if you know how to look right. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. I'm just a very niche joke. This is a very in-character conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy and Jimmy bonded over watching Lucky Numbers 11 one night. <laughs> and then started doing the man calls you a horse monologue, like, on the regular, and Thomason has no fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> I don't know. That's my offer. Um, I guess do this or I'll kill you is pretty much what that comes down to. But if you do it, like you get your money back. So, I mean, it's pretty good for you. So here's the thing. There's a clock on the money situation. Well, then you better kill him quickly. How much time do we have left in that clock, by the way? 12 hours. Mm. Whew. Uh, 12 hours to pull off the Kansas City Shuffle is kind of tight. Kansas shitty shuffle is, in fact, what it will be. <laughs> yep. Couldn't just let it go, eh? <laughs> I'm not even drinking. This is just exhaustion. 
I guess we have to do it. Like, we're going to die either way. Okay. Well. Like, either I... I was going to say, either I die in a pit or... <laughs> I'm much kinder than Big Ben. <laughs> brother or not. All right. I guess we're going to kill a vampire's brother. <sighs> Fine. Okay. And that's where we're going to end this episode. Uh, <laughs> after my beleaguered sigh. Yeah. So that's where we're going to end this. I'm sure there's an episode's worth of usable material in there. I'm sure there is. Probably. Not 45 minutes of me trying to find the spell that needed to be cast. <laughs> And a solid 15-20 right. minutes of us talking about various farms of alcohol and weed at the beginning. Of course. <laughs> it might be a shorter episode, but it'll be an episode. Okay. So, um, who starts? Uh, me. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MonsterPodRPG. And you can find us on the interwebs at MonsterPod.Monster. And thanks to Lisa for our cover art. You can find her at Lisa Spiller on Patreon.com. Uh, thanks to Gumball for our theme song. Remember to rate, subscribe, review, all that fun stuff. And we'll see you for the thrilling conclusion, God, I hope so, <laughs> of this series. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. What up, So Below listeners? It's your boy Shane Hosey, and I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Hosey Hustle. Every other week I sit down with a guest and we talk about product and service submissions from you, the listener. Terrible ideas, like cigarettes for dogs. And we'll sit there and we'll talk about how to make them ready for the big scary economy. Basically, we take bad ideas and we make them worse. So why don't you give us a listen? The Hosey Hustle, part of So Below Media. Now get back to the show you were originally listening to. You probably like it a lot. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.